Good morning, everyone. It's good to see everyone this morning. <sighs> the worship team kind of helps me with my message this morning. There seemed to be a recurring word in that worship, and that is we, final, God has the final say. Amen. Our Father, I want to thank you today. We give you praise. We give you glory. We thank you for this opportunity to learn from you, to hear your word. I present myself to you, O God. I thank you for the message that you've given. I thank you for the gift of inspiration, along with confidence, that I will articulate boldly that which you have for me and for your people. Our prayer, Lord, is that this world will have a place of expression in our lives, and our lives will not be the same again in Jesus' name. About two Wednesdays ago, um, the Sunday away from when Pastor Larry preached, and we got to the, we got to the Wednesday refuel class, and Pastor Larry had preached that wonderful message of our past is settled, our present is secured, and our future is assured. He then posed the question, what stops us from actually living this life? That for many of us, we are aware of this truth. And back and forth, everybody went. The pastor said a word. He said it in the passing. And little did he know that's what I'd been preparing for. So when he said that word, I said, okay, I'm going to camp there. Because I had two streams of message I was shuffling between. And he said, it's because we are not yet rested in God. And so this afternoon, I want to talk to us about this word called rest. Say with me, rest. Say with me again, rest. <sighs> one of the most beautiful things that God has given us. Where is Pierre? Can you help me get him? He promised me something with a clock. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. <laughs> when you talk about rest, for many of us in the physical, you can talk about rest as in, when I think about my house, I think of rest. So I go into my house, I know I'm going to rest. After the hustling and the bustling of each day, I say to myself, I need to rest. There's something to about my house when I move towards my house. It's a, it's a joy from within that comes from me when I'm about to get home and know that I'm going to rest. I don't know about if that happens to any one of you. It's different from going to my friend's house and knowing that I would rest. It's just a different um, feeling completely. However, the rest that I'm talking in God is a completely different rest. Rest, by my own definition, is a heart that is fixed on God knowing that he is my security. Amen? Rest is a heart that is fixed on God, knowing that he is my security. This afternoon, you're going to come with me on a journey. For me to understand something, you have to give me the why, the what, and the how. I'm going to try and get through to the why, the what, and the how. The why, we're going to take a lot from the scripture. 
But I'm praying to God that I'm able to do this message within 30 minutes because I want us to get into a time of prayer. And then we're going to get into the how and the what. Amen? Would you please first open with me to the book of Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 4. And I understand they don't have this particular version. I kind of like this version. Um, N-E-T, the New English Translation. So I'm going to read from my scripture here. But if you have it, just come along with me. It says, therefore, we must be wary that while the promise of entering his rest remains open, none of you may seem to have come short of it. For we had good news proclaimed to us just as they did, but the message they heard did them no good since they did not join in with those who heard it in faith. For we who have believed enter that rest, as he has said, I swore in my anger they will never enter my rest, and yet God's work were accomplished from the foundation of the world. For he has spoken somewhere about the seventh day in this way. And God rested on the seventh day from all his works. But to repeat the text cited earlier, they would never enter my rest. Therefore, it remains for some to enter it. Yet to those to whom it was previously proclaimed did not enter because of disobedience. So God again ordains a certain day. Today, speaking through David after, a long, after so long a time, as in the words quoted before. Or that today you would listen as it speaks, do not harden your hearts. For if Joshua had given them rest, God would not have spoken afterward about another rest. Consequently, a Sabbath remains for the people of God. For the one who enters God's rest has also rested from his works, just as God did from his own works. Thus, we must make every effort to enter that rest so that no one may fall by following the same pattern of disobedience. Amen? This afternoon from the scripture, I'm going to touch on a few personalities just to go through what we understand from the scripture as pertains to rest. I'm going to touch on the life of Adam, of Noah, of Moses, Christ, and John. But it depends on if I have enough time, I may go through all these personalities. But today I'm going to start with the life of Adam. Please open with me to the book of Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1 and that will be verse 28. It says, God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth, subdue it, rule over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air and every creature that moves on the ground. Then God said, I now give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the entire earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it, they will be yours for food. And to all animals of the earth and to every bird of the air and to all the creatures that move on the ground, everything that has breath of life in it, I give you every green plant for food. It was so. God saw all that he had done. And it was very good. There was evening and there was morning the sixth day. Chapter 2. The heavens and the earth were completed with everything that was in them. By the seventh day, God finished the work that he had been doing. And he seized on the seventh day all the work he had been doing. God blessed the seventh day and made it holy. Because on it, 
he seized all the work he has been, he's been doing in creation. Adam was created on the sixth day. Adam did not start working immediately he was created. Do you all agree with me? Adam's first revelation of who God is was a God of rest. Because Adam started with the seventh day, which was the day of rest. Adam came into the security provided by God. Adam didn't have to lift a finger. He didn't have to do a thing. God had done it all and then invited Adam that the first day of Adam will be a day of rest. Adam, first day is a day of rest. And because it was a day of rest for him, God took time to begin to take Adam through the things that he had done, explaining to Adam, you will enjoy this, you'll enjoy that, you will enjoy all of this that I've created for you. Now, understand that I said that Adam's first revelation of God is a God of rest. And the truth about it is, God has enshrined rest into our everyday life. Because rest is not an event. Rest is not a place. Rest is a person. And is the person of Christ. You know, I've always read the scripture. When you start from Genesis, it will say to you, and the first day is evening and morning. And you come again, it says, and the second day is evening and morning. You know, I've always wondered why. Why is that in the scripture? What does that mean? It was while studying this thing, it finally dawned on me that God brings rest before work. Are you following me? Rest comes before work. Sleep before work. That is how God works. In other words, for every one of us, there has to come a place where we understand that our security in life, the moves that we make in God, it is not possible except it is anchored in God and is anchored in the understanding that I am rested in God. I want you to hear me. Adam's first revelation of God was rest. That meant everything that Adam had to do had to first start from the place of rest. Evening and morning. Evening and morning. Could it also be, is it at all possible, that the evening many times that typifies a time of struggling, could it be also supposedly a time of rest? Are you following me? We hear it. 
weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. Could it at all be possible that our evening many times, the times where we struggle, the times that are dark, the times when we are actually looking to do it ourselves, the time where it seems we can't get the answer, and yet we want the answer in our own struggle because we can't see with our eyes. And because I can't see with my eyes, I kind of figure I am lost. And because I feel like I am lost, I decide that this I am going to do by myself. Could it at all be possible that this is the time God wants you to rest? Is it at all possible that when I begin to struggle, that is when God wants me to become? But the way we are wired is different. We are solution-oriented. We, we, we like to figure it out. If I can't get an answer, I really don't think God is in it. If I can't get an answer, I really don't feel myself. If I can't get an answer, there is a push within me that just wants something done immediately. Could it at all be possible that our evening is a time of rest? I mean, Take this journey with me. Let's talk about Moses. Poor guy. He felt God dealt him a wrong blow. Why would you give me these thief-necked people? I didn't ask for them. I mean, why, why are you for the love of God going to give me these people? I mean, from the get-go. These guys just didn't know if they say take right, they will go left. If Moses says stand, they will move. I mean, they just, and he's asking God, why would you deal me this blow? Go with me to Exodus chapter 33. Exodus 33. We're going on a journey. And it's called the journey of rest. From verse 18, it says, and so, and Moses said, show me your glory. And the Lord said, I will make my goodness to pass before your face, and I'll proclaim the name of the Lord before you. I'll be gracious to whom I'll be gracious, and I will show mercy to whom I will show mercy. Okay, now go back again to verse 12 for me. I'm sorry, I wanted to go to 12. Moses said to the Lord, See, you have been saying to me, bring these people up. And I can imagine that's how I'm going to tell God. But you have not let me know whom you will send with me. But you said, I know you by name, and I also, I know you have also found favor in my sight. Now, if I have found favor in your sight, show me your way that I may know you, that I may continue to find favor in your sight and see that this nation is your people. Of course, he puts the blame back on God. But there were two questions Moses asked God there. Number one, who is going with me? Number two, show me, what did he say here? Your way, right? So there are two questions here that God is supposed to answer. Who is going with me? Number one question. And show me your way, the number two question. Now, hear God's answer. 
And the Lord said, my presence will go with you and I will what? Give you. Could it at all be possible? When the Bible says, the children of Israel knew the acts of God, but Moses knew his way. Could it at all be possible? It is because Moses found rest in God. And because Moses found rest in God, he could understand God and hear God and move as God led him. Is it at all possible that because we have been praying, God, show me your way. Jesus will say, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And that is why I said, rest is not an event. Rest is not a place. Rest is a person come unto me all you who are weary and heavy laden and I will give you rest could it at all be possible that all this prayer we've been praying God I'm torn inside I'm burdened inside I can't carry this load and you, like Moses, keep crying to God. And God is saying, I am with you. And I've given you rest. My way is my rest. My way is my... Now you understand why. I've always wondered why the ark that Noah built was secured. Could it be that the ark typified rest in the midst of storm? That when the ark rested from the flood and he sent out the dove, the first thing Moa asked for was a place of rest. Hear me. I want you to please understand me. That except you understand the rest of God, it is the overarching truth of every of your walk with God. Because if you can understand rest, things would not bother you the way they do. Now you'll understand. Why would Jesus sleep in the midst of storm? Jesus. I mean, for some of us, we're hearing this hurricane armor. And it's what? Three, stage three. We have all been told to run away. Jesus was in the eye of the storm. And the Bible said he was sleeping. Listen, I don't know the kind of sleep that Jesus was sleeping, but I can tell you there was a time there was a heavy storm around here, and while he was beating at my window, I was up. But Jesus was resting in the midst of a storm. And they were busy shaking him. Carest not doubt that we perish. And from his position of rest, he could calm the storm. The reason why the burden that you carry seems like a burden is because we have not found this place of rest. The reason. It's because we've not seen him as our security. Or, or believe me, many times we think we have security in Christ. 
But let me ask you something. Brasha, you are welcome here. You have all these savings that you've put down. Maybe about 25,000. It took you 10 years to get it. And God says, can you please write that check for the victims of Hurricane Harvey? You see, the storm within. <laughs> oh, I know. I mean, Jesus can ask for any other thing. The storm that will begin to brew within will be beyond stage five. Because Jesus does not understand. It took me 10 years to get this thing together. And you're telling me you are that much of a rest for me to give away this? That would be a litmus test. You know why I would say that? Because why would he ask Abraham? After how many years of looking for a child, and you ask Abraham to sacrifice his child? Come on, Abraham would have known a place of rest in God for him to get up and go on the mount to want to kill a child. Rest means the heart is fixed on God, knowing He is our security. In the first place, Adam did not ask God to create all the things He created. It was of his own volition that he laid a table before Adam and called Adam into his rest. As it is in the beginning, so it is now. Because we read in the scripture, there's the first Adam and then there's the last Adam. And Christ, who is the last Adam, is calling us to a place of rest like we have never known before. Go with me to the book of John, 1 John chapter 3, verse 16. And give that to me, please, in the NIV, if you have that. 1 John chapter 3, verse 16. Hear what it says here. Sorry, that'll be first John chapter three, verse nineteen, not sixteen. It says, And by this we will know that we are of the truth, and will convince our what? Our hearts at rest in his presence. This then is how we know we belong to the truth, how we set our hearts at rest in his presence. In other words, the anchor to our strength is found in the rest that we have in God. We make our decisions. We live out of that place of rest. We walk out of that place of rest. That is why Acts 17 will say, in him we live in him we move and in him we have our being. What that means is we find a totality in Christ. That's what that means. But I just want to leave you all with something this afternoon. It's a short message. 
calm down from the hustling and the bustling. Calm down. Take a chill pill. There is nothing that is coming at you that your victory has not been secured. Because I'm saying to you, the storm that you rest in is the storm you have authority over. The storm that you rest in is the storm that you have authority over. And I'm going to bring it home in a few minutes. But before I bring it home, I want to share a video with you. I don't have a video here, but I'm going to share the video just verbatim. It's the story of, a, of two hippos, a croc and a wildebeest. This video brought this message home for me. I had wanted to take time to explain Noah, Adam, and all of that. I had a time talking with Sami Badaki, and I said to him, I'm not going to go that route. I'm just going to go here because I want to bring it to where every one of us are at this present time. Why we are where we are. Why is it that we keep going in and out, in and out, in and out. One minute this message seems very good. The next minute where I get home is a different ball game completely. My answer to you is we need to find our rest in God. So, the story of the wildebeest, the croc, and two hippos. Scene one. There comes the wildebeest and the croc. In this video, the croc has a grip on the hind leg of the wildebeest. Just one. Now, let, let me give you the story of the croc. The croc has two deadly grips. The first grip says to you, you are my dinner. The second grip says, I have you. I'm only thinking about the digestive process. So, he had the first grip on the hind leg of the wildebeest. Now, imagine the wildebeest. There is no match for the croc. So, this wildebeest started struggling with the croc. The croc tried pulling him into the water. Because once the croc can pull the wildebeest in the water, the second grip, it is over. It submerges the wildebeest in water and is drowned, is gone, is over. Are you following me? So, the wildebeest kept struggling. The croc pulled on. I mean, I'm telling you, this is not for one minute or one and a half minute. It just kept going. They went from one position to another. The wildebeest kept struggling. The croc knew and the wildebeest knew that all he needed to do was release the first grip. The wildebeest will jump in a heartbeat because he knows he will not be able to catch it because now they are dealing with each other offshore. But the goal of the croc is to pull this thing in the water and submerge it to kill it. So they struggled and struggled and struggled. And for some reason, this croc would not let go. He refused to get the second grip. So they kept struggling and struggling. And that can be us many times. The issues of life. Trying to pull your weight out of it. 
This business is not picking like I should see it. The job promotion is not coming. My children are running crazy. I can't seem to figure out life. But I keep struggling and struggling. Like the wildebeest, I want to get myself out of the grip of this thing. Because I'm looking for a way out. But how many of you know that help can come from the most unlikely place? Now, the pack of the rest of the wildebeest, they were standing just looking. When I saw the video, I thought these were the guys that were going to come help this dude, this dude. Because if they came in group and mass, they may be able to overcome the croc. And could it be for you where you think help will come from? My family, my friend, the government, my place of savings, my 401k, all of that. Could it be those are the things that you're looking at? Because I'm thinking the wildebeest was thinking, can these guys not help me out? But out of the blue, there comes two hippos. Now, understand, with the hippo, the guy is now between a rock and a hard place. For the hippo, is a food. For the croc, is a food. And so here comes two hippos, minding their own business. Then out of the blue, they turned. And they saved the wildebeest. One stepped on the croc, the other moved forward and removed the leg of the wildebeest from the mouth of the croc. I actually thought he was going to go after it and he just nudged it to go. What am I saying to you? Once you're rested in God, you are no longer bothered about where your help comes from. Listen, if God would watch over the wildebeest, do you think it wasn't God? <laughs> of course it was. He created them. And that video happened for you and I to learn something from. Because sometimes... Life will have you also pressed down. That you forget there is a God that loves you enough. And has placed a rest for you. That from this place of rest, you can begin to enjoy the goodness of God. Because like the wildebeest, his own second thought was, if he can get release me one time, I will escape. But for you and I, if we don't understand that our help is not from man, it is from God, we will fail to see the complete work of Christ in our lives. Christ is your place of anchor. Christ is your security. Christ is your help. Who would have thought the hippo would help the wildebeest? Not in this lifetime. To where it was a hippo that took the leg of the wildebeest from the mouth of the croc. 
And for you, it may be many things. You may be single in this house. As a lady, and you looked around, there are not enough single men in Wokfan. Oh, I want to bring it home. And you would think by going to Dominion Church, there will be enough men there. Could it also be that you have a project and you need the favor of the boss and you're looking for ways to get the favor of the boss, whereas you have the favor of he that is your rest? Is it at all possible that you are in school? You are saddled with work that you don't even know how to get past. And you don't understand that there is help in God. I repeat, the storm you can rest in is the storm you have authority over. Could it be? That you're in business. There are so many areas you've gone. And it looks as if it's not coming through. And your eyes are on men. Not understanding. God has made a way. Remember Moses asked him. Show me your way. And he says my way is a place of rest. Don't bother yourself. About looking for the answer. Because the answer is in God. Come unto me, all ye who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I'm asking you, brothers and sisters, rest. Rest. No matter how life has gripped you, there is a way out. No matter what lies lie before you, there is a way out. The Bible says there is no temptation that has come upon man, such that is not common to man, that God will not, in that same temptation, make a way of escape. What am I saying to you? Jesus is your way, the truth, and the life. Your rest is in God. Your security is in God. But until you get a grip of this truth, life will continue to throw blows and you think it will always get you down. The thing I like most, Jesus said, in this life, you will have tribulation. In other words, there is no end to the storms. Are you getting what I'm saying? There is no end to the storms. I mean, right now they said, oh, Hurricane Jose is coming. After Hurricane Jose, there's going to be another hurricane. Listen, if the storm can happen while Jesus was on earth, storms are going to happen while you're on earth. But it is how you handle storms. Some time ago, I think I shared this on a Wednesday, my son called me from school and someone had broken into his vehicle and stolen his laptop. So he called, mom, 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 my laptop's gone. It's a Mac laptop. It's an expensive laptop. So he called me and said, I have my, I find my iPhone on, and I can see where the laptop is. It's in Konya's. So his plan was, his strategy was, I'm driving to Konya's 
to go to this person that has my laptop and let me get my laptop out of him, from him. Well, don't, I mean, the boy is a 19-year-old, so, I mean, he's figured out a plan. And a mighty plan for him. So I said to him, I said, son, please head home. I said, you want to go to the guy, the guy that was bold enough to go into your vehicle to steal your laptop. You want to be bold enough to go to him to retrieve your laptop. I said, well, as smart as that idea is, I think I have a smarter idea. Let's pray. Let's trust God that this laptop will come back. It looked at me, it sounded foolish. Now, what in the world are you talking about? This laptop will come back. Where is the laptop coming back from? Let me go and retrieve what I need to retrieve. You could tell he wasn't settled in what I was telling him. But I said to him, son, do you believe me? I said, I've come to a place where I know there's nothing that happens to me that God has not figured out an answer. I just don't want to bother myself anymore. I'm tired of it. I've seen the result of my effort, and it has amounted to nothing. And sometimes, Pastor Shino preached reconciliation. The reason why we can't reconcile others is because they've not seen us rested at all. And so if I'm not rested, which Jesus am I bringing them to? The one that I just saw you frantic about, frantically running about with? So we prayed. He contacted the police department. They gave him a run around. They said, you know, they can't find laptops. Laptops are hard to find, you know. And so he's resigned himself to this crazy woman that just told me to go pray about a laptop. What do we do with this? That was in the month of February. Then in the month of April, he called me. Mom, 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 God has done it. School police called him that he found his laptop. But let me bring it home. For some of us, the easy thing would have been buy the boy a new laptop, forget about it, let's move on. But I, I wanted him to see I serve a God. I wanted him to know I find my rest in God. And for us, that's what it takes. Whether it's a relationship issue, whether it's a finance issue, I don't care what it is. Your rest is in God. Your security is in God. The storm you can rest in is the storm you have authority over. What am I saying? There is every one of us have some storm. It just may differ in intensity. But every one of us go through one storm or the other. I want you to open with me to the book of Psalm 107 and we're going to pray now. Psalm 107, please, in NKJV. Psalm 107. I want you to know your evening is your time of rest. Rest, rest. Verse 29. It calms the storm so that its waves are still. 
Then they are glad. You and I become glad. Because they are quiet. So it guides them to their desired haven. It's in your calmness and your rest, you will hear God's voice. And it will guide you as to where you're going. So this afternoon in this place, whatever challenge you may be going through, whatever it is that that storm may be, there's someone that can calm it and guide you to the heaven. The choir is going to sing a song. That song resonated with this message. And while they're singing the song, I want you to take in the words. And we're going to pray. I'll leave you with this word. The storm you rest in is the storm you have authority over. Your evening is your time of rest. Your evening is your time of rest. Can you stand to your feet, please? In this situation, they may have told you it's not possible. There's no way out. <laughs> 